I'm Larry Barsh, and you are listening to Specifically for Seniors, the podcast for those of us in the Remember When generation. Today's guest is Bob Feinberg. Bob is a specialist in the Apple Store, and I just want to know how you got into being a specialist in the Apple Store. What's your background? Well, I, I spent most of my career in uh, medical diagnostic sales and um, high-end instrumentation for uh, clinical laboratories and uh, research laboratories. And uh, the instrumentation we sold um, at that time back in the 80s was all controlled by Macintosh computers. And ultimately, when I retired, um, I was pretty bored, and I had an opportunity to uh, go to work part-time for an Apple store in Fort Lauderdale, and um, spent uh, a year or so down there. And um, once I moved up here to um, uh, Palm Beach County, I applied for a transfer, and I've been working one of the local stores here. So basically, I've been uh, an Apple specialist for the past seven years, um, and only because I'm just a real uh, product enthusiast. I love the products. I love the company. And uh, so here I am. Let me make something clear to the listeners. Bob is not representing Apple here. He's working in an Apple store, but he's talking about technology in general, specifically some of the products that are available from Apple. We have... A, a senior generation now that seems to have a reluctance to accept technology, despite the fact that our generations invented the computer and technology. Right. We were talking before, trust seems to be an issue. Uh, I know Apple has a lot of commitment to security. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, I run into that all the time when I speak to uh, folks from our, our generation in a store, and they're always concerned about the level of security and whether or not Apple is going to be able to see any of their personal information. And, and, and Apple, is, and as a company, has been so dedicated to, uh, to high levels of security. Um, we gather no information on the customer. Uh, we don't see any of the information. Um, everything that's in your devices is protected and locked. Um, in, in most cases, even on our computer systems, we don't recommend uh, virus protection software typically. Um, so, you know, we have a high level of uh, security protection and privacy. And uh, Apple is also providing a service so they don't track Nobody tracks you on the web, advertises? That, that's correct. Uh, nothing is tracked. And in fact, um, when, when I'm sitting at my desktop computer, um, I'll, get an in, I'll get a notification. I'll let me know that a specific website may have been part of a data breach and that I should consider changing my password. And it could be any kind. It could be my bank data. It could be my bank or uh, Google or AOL or anything like that. Let's uh, let's talk about where Apple stands in relation to senior citizens. Uh, I know when my grandchildren were younger, uh, 
my family used to track where they went on their phones. <laughs> mm -hmm. Isn't something like that applicable to seniors who are driving, uh, who may have some problems with getting lost? Sure, memory issues. Absolutely, um, you can. There's several ways that you can you can track people through uh, through the watch or through their phones uh, using the Find My uh, service, which is basically a, a worldwide service. Um, we also have uh, some new technology that, that recently came out called the AirTag. Um, if uh, you may be familiar with an old product called the Tile that um, uh, was on the market several years ago. So it's a similar device. It's about the size of a half a dollar. And uh, basically, it can track, uh, say you hook it up to a backpack. Uh, it can track that backpack through the Find My Network throughout the world. Um, and you can do that on any device around the world, which is really pretty incredible technology. That is so interesting. Next, I'd like to talk about FaceTime especially mm -hmm. uh, in this COVID crisis that we had and its applicability to visit people who were in nursing homes, in facilities when you couldn't go in to see them. And mm -hmm. now that we're coming out of it, uh, just give us some examples of what you can do with FaceTime. That's yeah, one of my, uh, my favorite applications. Um, obviously, um, using your phone, iPad, or desktop, um, you can log on through uh, FaceTime. And as long as someone else has got FaceTime on their device, um, it's like uh, we remember from the old uh, 1964 World's Fair in New York City where they had the video phone. So it's the, the same basic concept. Um, what, uh, what Apple's done over the years is expanded uh, its use. And, and now you can basically do these uh, incredible group calls and get up to, I believe it was 30, either 32 or 33 uh, people at a time on the call. And uh, so you can get your whole family on there and uh, you can share photos and you can, uh, there's all kinds of um, various features in, in uh, you know, sharing um, um, documents and photos and things like that through FaceTime as well. Um, okay, let's go on Apple Maps. For driving, I know mm -hmm. people tell me to to try other apps. Uh, I'm sort of addicted personally to the Apple Map system. <laughs> it just seems easier. It, yeah, I mean, it is easy. I mean, you can just get, you know pick up your phone and say Siri, you know, take me to um, the town center mall, and everything's going to pop up with your directions, and you can you know just hit go. Um, I, I use it a little bit differently uh, because my car has built-in GPS. I, have, I happen to have a Tesla. And I'll just, if I'm researching an address, I'll find it on my phone, and then I can just share it with my car. And when I get into the car, it's already in my, my car's GPS, and I can just uh, go that way. Um, you know, there are a lot of other apps, too, that people use. Uh, Waze is probably the most, favorite, most popular that people use. Um, it weighs, you know, does offer a lot more um, um, user-friendly features like, you know, there's a cop up ahead and there's an accident here and there where Apple Maps really doesn't really do a great job about that. I just, for some reason, I can't get used to ways uh, yeah, telling me what. And on a personal basis, every time I've said 
to myself while driving, no, why is Apple Maps taking me there? I know a better <laughs> way. It turns out to not be a better way. Yeah, it, it's extremely accurate. There's no question about that. If you want that auxiliary information about, you know, the police and, uh, you know, pulling over and, and this, then Waze uh, will give you that information. But if you're just looking for the, you know, the quickest route to, to get to your destination, Apple, Apple Maps is great. Um, there's some really cool other cool features in Apple Maps where you can um, uh, go and, and um, uh, say you're in New York City, as an example, and you just want to take the train or buses. So there's features for transit use on Apple Maps in those specific cities. Um, you can also do these um, incredible tours. Um, go to an Apple map and type in the city of Paris as an example. And it'll, sh it'll start showing you a 3D, um, um, almost movie-like of the entire city of Paris in detail. It's just incredible. Uh, so it's a lot of fun features like that. Uh, I'd love to go, but <laughs> uh, any tips on the iPhone camera? especially for seniors who may not be familiar with some of the features? Well, the, that's one of the things that, that we've done over the years or Apple has done over the years is just um, expand the capabilities of the iPhone cameras. Um, it's probably at, at this point, it's like the number one selling camera in the world. More people use their iPhone to take pictures in regular cameras these days. And with the newer phones, they've, you know, added multiple camera lenses for, Zoom and ultra wide and um, nighttime photography and full time great editing and um, there's there's so much to talk about when it comes to cameras. We can have a separate a separate session just on that. Um, in fact, um, Apple offers uh, some excellent um, uh, online classes, and we'll be starting classes in store uh, next month um, focused on photography. Uh, it's a very big um, um, part of our educational uh, programs. Yeah, Apple uh, presents quite a few educational op opportunities at their stores. Yes, um, they stopped doing it during COVID, um, but it's going to be reinstituted. Uh, it's called Today at Apple, and you can find it on the website, and you can see all the different sessions, and you can register for them, and uh, they're excellent. Okay, talking about the phone was and and its use as a camera was my segue to bring up a question that I hear from people in my generation over and over and over again. What is the cloud? <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I guess it's kind of hard to really uh, explain what the cloud is. Um, basically, in, in essence, it, it, you know, it's not something that's up in outer space. It's, you know, it's a set of huge data servers that uh, Apple has, uh, you know, in, in several areas throughout the, the world. And all the data is, is sent up there and is encrypted uh, and is protected. And um, it allows you to um, recover your data. Say you lose your phone or you lose your iPad. Uh, if your stuff is backed up to the, to the cloud, you can always get it back. Uh, you can always get your photos back. Um, so all your information is up there and protected. 
Um, I, I'm just sometimes it just blows me away when people say that they, you know, they don't want to use the cloud. Um, it's a very, very ugly conversation when you come into the Apple store and your phone is broken or you lost your phone and you're not backed up to the cloud. You might as well say goodbye to all those, all those memories and all those photos and text messages and all of that stuff. So absolutely back up to the cloud. And that's automatic. Uh, it's automatic. Uh, you're given, um, with the purchase of a device, you're given a minimal amount of storage, uh, storage space. In most cases, it's not going to be enough for the average user. You can upgrade your storage, uh, storage capabilities, uh, for a minimum amount of money. This family sharing plans as well. So you can, for, you know, one fee, you can have, um, you know, multiple people sharing the data. Give us an idea. Uh the first step up is what, 50 gigabytes? 50 gigabytes is uh, 99 cents a month. How many photos? Uh, oh, it's, it's really hard to tell because it depends on the resolution of the photos. It depends if there's videos. Um, 50, 50, uh, 50 gigs is uh, thousands, of, easily 10, 20,000 photos, easily. Uh, yeah, that almost takes care of. A few of them. Yeah, the, the average person has about five thousand photos on their phone, on their phone typically. Uh, yeah, I think I'm up to twenty thousand. Could be. <laughs> I've got to clean that up one of these days. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've got to admit, I resisted getting an Apple Watch for the longest time. My kids insisted I get one in case I fell when I was alone. Um, and I've got to tell you, now I won't leave the house without it. I'll mm -hmm. leave the house without my phone. Mm -hmm. but I won't leave the house without my watch. Right. Um, in relation to seniors, which is really what this podcast is about, uh, what about the Apple Watch? Well, it for me it's the, it, it's my favorite Apple product. Um, when seniors come into the store um, and they st they want to talk about the watch, that to me is one of the best interactions I have because it's so easy to convince people that this is something you should have. Uh, you know, living here in an over fifty five community, I can't tell you how many of my friends and folks that I know um, have approached me and asked me about the watch and ultimately have uh, purchased it. Um, I just love it um, with, with or without the cellular service. And um, for, for senior citizens, uh, you've got the full protection, you've got the oxygen sensor, you've got the ECG capability, um, those are, you know, the three biggest ones. There's also a new feature for, um, to detect your balance and can tell if you're having balance issues. Um, so there's a lot of health things. We're constantly developing new applications for health. Um, we had a, uh, we were, let's see, it was about two years ago. We had a heart study going with Stanford University where it would record your daily heart rate and look to see if you had a fib. So um, 
from that perspective, fabulous. Uh, from uh, a fall detection capability, incredible. Um, folks who use um, uh, the, uh, uh, the automated diabetic um, uh, uh, glucose measuring devices that record to their phones, you know how you touch it, you touch a little device that's uh, attached to your arm. Um, those also have watch. Some of those manufacturers have watch capabilities. You can get your glucose measurement real time right on your Apple Watch as an example. Yeah, let me go back. Uh, you talked about cellular versus non-cellular. Will yes. the watch still summon 911 if you have a non-cellular watch? And just for people oh. who are listening who don't understand what we're talking about, the watch comes in two different uh, capabilities. Uh, one has a phone connection. Uh it's not referred to as a Dick Tracy watch, but close to what the old comic was, where you could actually make phone calls from the watch. Uh, will it call 911 if you don't have a cellular connection? No, you've got to have the cellular connection um, or you um, must be connected to Wi-Fi. Okay. Uh, I got one question from somebody in our community. Uh, my 80-year-old sister is concerned that she may fall and not be conscious, thus unable to press a button or call for help. Uh, my sister lives alone, and she asked me to find out what device would institute a call for her in that type of situation. She mm -hmm. has a cell phone, uh, Apple SSE, uh, she's found it a bit confusing. Can you clear up the problems for her? Sure. So um, if the, uh, she has an Apple Watch SC, um, if it detects a hard foil, a hard fall while you're uh, wearing your watch, it'll uh, tap you on the wrist. Um, it will sound an alarm and it'll also display an alert. And you can choose to contact emergency services or you can dismiss the alert by pressing the digital crown on the watch or tapping up in the upper left-hand corner the close, uh, close uh, button or, or just tapping uh, there's a little um, message on the bottom on the screen that says, I'm okay. Um, now, if your Apple Watch detects that you're moving, it waits for you to respond to that alert and it won't automatically call emergency services. If your watch detects as you've been immobile for more for about a minute, then it will automatically make that phone call. Um, and at that point, after the call ends, the watch will send a message to your emergency contacts that you have listed, uh, letting them know that your watch detected a hard fall and, and, and the watch had dialed emergency services. Um, your watch will get, of course, get that information from your emergency contacts that you have in your uh, medical ID that you set up in your iPhone. So, what? Right now, what, what's really cool about the watch is that the watch, what, what the watch does, if it detects that you're immobile. So, if you're immobile for about a minute, it begins a 30-second countdown, and what it'll do, it taps you on the wrist. It sounds an alert, and that alert keeps getting louder and louder, so that you or if somebody's nearby can hear that alert. If you don't want to call emergency services, you can tap cancel. And when the countdown ends, your Apple Watch automatically will contact emergency services. Um, what's also cool is when the call connects, 
Um, the watch will play an audio message that informs uh, EMS um, of your location, giving both latitude and longitude uh, coordinates so that they can find you, which is really cool. I don't know if you've seen it. There's some uh, commer TV commercials for the Apple Watch um, showing a, a, a gentleman who was riding his bike, uh, crashed in the woods and was unconscious, and how they were able to rescue him um, you know, through uh, emergency services contacts like that that's good to know uh because i envision it as being home and falling but it, no anywhere that's the that, that's the beauty of it if you god forbid you're out you know walking the dog and you have an incident um there's the opportunity right there you know they're going to find you okay um Apple one of the best. It's one of one of the best features of the watch. Another one. Uh, oh, let, me, and let me let me add to that also, Larry. That um, if you're traveling internationally, okay, um, different countries have different um, emergency service numbers. Here in the U.S., it's nine one one. You go to Europe, it's different. Uh, the watch will automatically dial that particular emergency services number based on your location. That is something I did not know. Thank you. Uh, you know, that brings up another uh, thing. I use Apple Pay on the watch all the time in the mm -hmm. supermarket, every place that it's activated. Will it pay in different cash, in different uh, currencies as you travel? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure about that. That's that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure how that works. If I use it uh, overseas, how it, how it does it? Well, I have to research that. <laughs> let's get on to some of the uh, apps. You, you mentioned the ECG, which yeah. is basically for atrial fibrillation. Correct. Rather than displaying heart attack information or anything. Correct. The watch that will watch will not um, determine if you have had a heart attack. Blood oxygen. Yep. Uh, which has been helpful in the past uh, COVID situations. For sure. Sleep apps mm -hmm. are external to uh, to the watch. You have there, to there are yeah, there are external sleep apps. There's also a built-in sleep app that um, you can that you can get that's on your watch. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have. I may have deleted it. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it's right on the watch. And uh, so you can use the sleep app uh, to schedule your wake-up alarm, your bedtime bedtime reminders, and you can do that on the watch or on the iPhone itself. Um, but there are there are more sophisticated apps that will you know monitor. Um, your REM and all of that stuff. And the, um, the iPhone will also, if you tell it what time you want to go to bed, it will start calming you down. <laughs> yeah. If you will put the phone down and stop looking at it, I guess. And, uh, I think one of, one of the biggest issues is, um, is screen time. You know, it's not as it's, I don't think it's as important with uh, adults and, and senior citizens as it is with kids. But we can, you know, the, the, um, the phone can monitor the screen time. And you can see how much time is being spent on instant messages and FaceTime and, uh, and 
and um, you know things like that. We talked about the Apple Watch in a phone, uh, uh, the Apple Watch in a fall situation. If one is lying on the floor, regains consciousness, the watch has called uh, for emergency services, but can't get up to unlock the front door. Mm -hmm. What do you suggest? <laughs> well, the last thing you want, to, don't want, is the fire department to kick the door in. So, so a couple of things. One, um, because you have an emergency contact in there, um, you might want to put an emergency contact in there who is a neighbor, who could, uh, who might have a key, who could come and help. That's one option. Uh, the other option would be to purchase a front door lock that can be unlocked with the, with the phone or your watch. I happen to have one. I have a, sl a slage, and uh, I can lock or unlock my door um, from anywhere, basically. So um, that's good to have. And uh, you can actually, um, with, with a specific, um, depending on the brand of lock that you get, um, if it's compatible with Apple HomeKit, you can just, if you're, if you're conscious but you can't get up, you can say, Siri, unlock the door. And that's what will happen. What is Apple HomeKit? Um, there are all kinds of devices that can be controlled um, by your phone or your watch. And that can be things like um, front door locks, uh, lights, um, security cameras, uh, all kinds of devices that you can control uh, through your phone, through HomeKit. So if I go, I can go to, on my phone, um, if I go to Home, there's a, um, an app called Home, and I can see I have my front door, I have two automatic lights in the bedroom, I have my HomePod, which I can play my music on in the living room, and I have my Apple TV on there. So I can control all of those right from my phone, wherever I am. And uh, one of the things about security cameras, not just for break-ins, but for being able to check in on seniors who may have to be left alone for a period during the day. Sure. Uh, sure. to check on the activity of a caregiver. Yep. Yep. Red, red, those are readily available. Um, Apple sells them. You can get them through all kinds of other sources as well. Okay. Uh, what did I miss? Uh, not a lot. Not did a lot. We, did we cover everything that seniors might want to know about um, actually, we should probably talk about the, um, the exercise uh, apps and some of the workout apps. Um, a, a lot of um, my friends here in the community have purchased the watch because they want to record their daily exercise. They want to know how many steps. They want to know what their maximum pulse rate was, or heart rate was. Um, I have several of my friends who have purchased it specifically for swimming. Um, and, and there are apps for every, every sport. So if you play tennis, if you play pickleball, if you do yoga, 
Um, I, 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 I personally love the swimming app because what it does is in our particular pool, um, you enter in the, the length of the pool. It'll give you the, um, the time that it took you to swim that distance, uh, the number of strokes it took you to swim that distance. And the watch also is smart enough to know when you change strokes. So if you start off doing a freestyle for a couple of lengths and then you switch to breaststroke, it knows that you've done that. Um, so it's, it's really cool. If you're an active swimmer, it's very, very cool. So the watch is waterproof. Uh, water resistant. Water resistant. Water resistant. For pool depth? Uh, 50 meters. 50 meters. And, and frankly, I, I wear mine um, in the shower. Um, you know, I'm, not that I'm worrying about falling, but God forbid you happen to fall in the shower. Um, you've got the watch on, you've got the fall detection, and you're covered. So we can expect a very dirty spot on one arm. Right. Frank, I, I got to be honest with you. I have, you know, several you know, high-end watches um, that are, have been in the vault since the day I put on my Series 1 Apple Watch when it first came out. Now I'm up to a Series 5. And uh, I'm waiting for the next series to come out before I upgrade. Uh, yeah, I'm addicted to it as well. Anyhow, Bob, this has been great. I'm sure there are going to be some more questions sometime. So if we get enough of them, I may ask you back. Sure. be my pleasure. Anytime. It's been swell. Thank you for being on specifically for seniors. Sure thing. Anytime. Thank you very much, Larry. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. If you found this podcast interesting, fun, or helpful, we'd appreciate it if you tell your friends and family and click on the follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, I'm Larry Barsh, and you've been listening to Specifically for Seniors. Seniors.